0: Magneto Funky, Walkabout Number 45. It's Friday, May 19th, 2023. Welcome, or welcome back, Larry here. This episode is all about designing and building the mobile solar panel frame a project that became a marathon of baby steps to completion, and I wasn't gonna put out the show until done. The music is a half-mixed bag of newly submitted ambient, industrial, dream pop and hip-hop tunes and a few new punk songs curated from Ozzy's Site Triple J Unearthed. Okay, That Was Dead by Not My God, a.k.a. Tim Scold, formerly of Marilyn Manson, KMFDM and Shotgun Messiah, in collaboration with Nero Bellum of Cyclone 9, off the new album Mob Verses, slithering through all aspects of the darker, menacing side of industrial and dark electronic music. The album was released May 12, by Metropolis Records. And, dental season slowly grinds on as I'm still waiting for surgery. Meanwhile, I'm using the TTS Brian speech bot from readloud.net for this go-round. This is a laid-back, and often explicit, you bet your ass, personal journal of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on mobile energy independence and creative West Coast Wanderlust. My pod page is 1223studios.com slash mwalk.h. I'm on Instagram at mfunkywalk, on SoundCloud at mfunky where episodes are up for a limited time, and despite ZDog not letting me post episodes anymore, my page is facebook.com larry.winfield.967. Okay, this time out I'm pre-empting the itinerary to focus on the mobile solar frame, knowing it would be a marathon of baby steps, but I decided to finish it before putting out the episode, no matter how long a slog it was. Okay, we kick off with the MC4 solar cable arriving right before I uploaded and released the last episode. I forgot just how bulky 10 gauge wire is, but at least it fits in the charge controller. Before starting the framework I had to test the panel. I didn't go to the nearest park because the rain returned instead, I went with the indoors ghetto method, shining a light on the panel, then connecting the charge controller to a battery, and finally connecting the panel to the controller. I'm gonna repeat that for anybody who missed it. In almost every basic solar setup, you connect the battery to the charge controller, then the solar panel to the controller, not the other way because any solar panel exposed to light is like a live wire, and may damage the controller if the battery isn't hooked up first. It only took a minute to confirm, that Rinogy didn't send me a bad panel. The next baby step turned out to be tweaking the design, because the flexible solar panel really only flexes on the 26 inch long side of the rectangle while I designed the frame to break on the 20 inch side. I added an extra crossbar with two more T fittings, and three more compression couplings, so the front and back frame sections can sit on the left and right sides of the carry case. While working out the initial design specs, I knocked a few more items off the tour packing list via Amazon. A 75 Watt power inverter, a female DC socket, because I could only find car inverters that size, and the foldable toilet. It took a couple hours of measuring, marking, measuring, cutting and measuring again, to produce the 16 frame pieces. I only lost about 15% of pipe to bad cuts, and the final sections were all within a 16th of an inch tolerance. After that, I marked up the pipe ends for insertion into the fittings, and the female DC socket arrived to wrap up the shop for the day. I should have kept picture f in mind as a reference while cutting. Meanwhile, the portable toilet came in. It looks and feels fine for sitting, but it just barely fits into the seat bag. It does fit in one of the panniers saddle bags with a little space remaining, but to hold it and the other extra items, I gotta make a wider seat bag. A minor snag. Anyway, I went through the whole process of setting up another mini dexter room under a drop cloth, chamfering, sanding priming and cementing the parts into sections and screwing the frame together, and it came out too big. I made the support pipes from the corner fittings to the T's too long and the center pipes too short to accommodate the compression couplings. I got the priming and cementing routine down, but the frame was a failed alpha version, a major snag. The next day, in between visits to the dentist, I went back to the home improvement store for another 10-foot quarters inch PVC pipe, four more 98-degrees fittings and four more T's to rebuild the frame. The baby steps continue in a bit. Okay, center stage continues with a half-mixed bag of tunes curated and submitted from the inbox. We open with nowhere to be, by the Grogan's, Melbourne's garage surf trio of Gwyn Grundon, Angus Vasic, and Jordan Lewis, formed during high school, often playing house parties for a slab of beer. The band has released one album, three EPs and a double single. Their latest single Dead Weight is out now. Next up is Switch, by Magic Wands, an American dark dream pop trio, formed in Nashville by guitarists and vocalists Chris and Dixie Valentine, joined by drummer Pablo Amador. Based in Los Angeles, the band is known for their shimmering and dreamy sound, which incorporates elements of gothic post-punk, and dark dream pop. This is the title cut from their new album released May 12th from Metropolis Records. Alright, here's Down again, just sent in by frequently featured producer and bastardist Cage Louter Stone Mountain, nice.
1: Before the fly, we go tonight. Oh, it's gonna be wild in Before the Fly, here we go tonight. Oh there it is. Side. we'll bring the fright oh it's gonna be wild and there is no place that's far from me oh there's Bring the fright, oh, it's gonna be wild. There is no place that's far from me, oh, there's gonna be time to get it.
0: Okay, next tune is Elegiac, an experimental ambient piece, by Arctica, aka guitarist John DeRosa, and Henrik Mayichord, on cello and viola. This is from the album Pians, released May 2nd on Project Records. Okay, we wrap the set with My God, by Twine, a noise rock, post-punk band, that's Alicia Salvano's, bass, Jackson Paget, drums, Ricky Albeck, guitar and Thea Martin, violin, on Cornerland, Adelaide, South Australia, influenced by the experimentation of 90s bands such as Unwound, Slint, and The Dirty Three. The song was uploaded to Triple J on May 7th, Okay, continuing the solar frame project, which took longer than expected because of the prep each stage required, along with all the other day-to-day chores to work around. After a second round of working out the adjusted and combined lengths of fittings and pipes, the final specs for the beta version are, on the long sides, 4 5 inch and 4 4 inch pipes, on the short sides and crossbars, 8 8 inch pipes. This should set the total contracted frame dimensions to 25 by 18.5 inches. The hole-to-hole dimensions of the solar panel are 26 by 19 1/8 inches. This should provide enough elbow room to fit the frame exactly to the mounting holes. So, on Mother's Day, after the second round of cutting pipe with the hand tool, I got the same non-squared ends as before. I tried to use a metal file to cham for the pipe ends, but it took too damn long, so I made yet another cloud of PVC dust under another dexter-style drop cloth with the Dremel and root a bit, then marked up the insertion points. After the priming and cementing, I took a rough measurement of the beta version frame and it came to about 25 by 18.5 inches, nice. The next baby step is setting up the initial baselines in order to calibrate the frame. First I measured the halfway mark of an open compression coupling from the O-ring. It came to a hair over 2 3 eighths inches, but I rounded up to 2 1 half. Next I marked the crossbars at the O-ring baseline, 7 inches. The center pipe O-ring baseline is 10 1 half inches. To orient the four frame sections I labeled the L1. R1, L2 and R2. The crossbar base lines are set on L1 and L2. The center pipe base lines are set on L1 and R1. The next tricky step was making the registration marks for drilling mounting holes in the frame to match the solar panel. I placed the panel over the frame sections, lined up the corners and taped them down, then the rest of the panel to the frame, used a big towel as a cushion and flipped the works over. I made another set of reference marks, flipped it back over, then made drill marks. After putting the solar panel away, I saw how far these new reference marks were to the ends of the crossbars and center pipes, but now I can shift the O rings off the initial baselines 1 to 1 1 quarter inches to balance out the gaps. The next morning I started early, plugged in the old AS portable drill batteries to charge and only needed one to step up from 1 to 1 4 inch holes, then the o-rings were recalibrated until the hole-to-hole measurements hit 26 by 19 1 inches, and finally, the solar panel was mounted with very minor tweaking on one corner, very minor flexing over the couplings. Nice. And that's it for this marathon. Designing and installing the rear rack base mount is the follow-up project but I need to curate some music for the episode. Okay, for one more tune, we close out with The Freedom Club, by the Maggie Pills, a fierce Melbourne-based six-piece, Delphi, Jess, Chloe, Saskia, Nick, and Mario, who embody the spirit of the A90s alternative movement. Their breed of punk is urgent, intense, and loud. The group put on a ferocious live show that are both a joy and a hell and all that's in between. The song was uploaded to Triple J on April 30th. Well, okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studios joint. Show notes and band links are on the pod page, and episodes are now on Amazon Music and Audible. Send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. If you like the show, subscribe already, tell your friends it's roughly every two weeks, and. Okay, parting shots should be focused in howling rage about the phony debt ceiling crisis, which is really about the GQP forcing people on Social Security, Medicare, and food stamps, to pay for the former guy's billionaire tax cut giveaway. President Biden can either go all dark, Brandon cancel the debt ceiling and tell Speaker McCarthy to go choke on a chorizo. Or he can listen to his newly hired campaign advisers and play point X to yet again, thinking he'll gain a few red state votes by letting the ripwigs stick in just the tip. Instead, I'm pondering the more urgent crisis of artificial intelligence. Rather than wallowing in panic and despair, I have two observations. First, I'm pretty sure the big brains have been working on AI for years follow the true isn't it, only a gold-plated idiot would develop a poison without also making an antidote, meaning these jokers already have some sort of countermeasure on hand, a digital watermark of some type that can tell whether an audio or video artifact is, or is not a deep fake. For example, I think they're sitting on it and letting the current panic phase play out until a solution is most profitable to reveal, after a suitable show of Herculean effort. After all, these are some of the same big brains behind military technology in use right now that we won't even hear about for years. Second observation is personal. AI can fake a book, a painting, a song, a video. But it can't do squat with a hammer and chisel so old-school sculpture don't give a damn. Show themes Acid Trumpet-backed vibes by Glass by NY musician and composer Kevin McLeod. Bike Bell number 3 by CDRK, found at freezound.org. The next episode this time, we'll consider a possible alternative to the Pacific Coast bike trail. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my garret in the Mission, still in San Francisco, working to get on the road and off the grid.